Paradigm Radio Network with your hosts, Patrick Donahoe and Marv Curtis. Hi, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Today is March 4th. Welcome to the Investors Paradigm Radio Network podcast. Uh, thank you for all those that listened last week. Uh, we had an overwhelming amount of downloads. A lot of individuals uh, requested our uh, our webinar that we did, also the uh, article that we have available. And so if you are a new listener and weren't able to listen last week, uh, please email us or give us a call uh, if you'd like a copy of our webinar that we did, uh, as well as our uh, about 20-page article. Uh, for those of you who are Facebookers, uh, you can find us on Facebook, and uh, you can just look under Groups, and it's the Investors Paradigm Radio Network. We'll have updates there, show postings, event postings, and so forth. Uh, so information on all of that, please contact us at 800-870-8905 or email us at info at theinvestorsparadigm.com. That's T-H-E-I-N-V-E-S-T-O-R-S-P-A-R-A. D-I-G-M, that is a mouthful, .com. So uh, let's, uh, let's kind of get going today. Um, first off, if, uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, definitely let us know and, and also uh, recommend us to your friends. Uh, we think that the messages that we're, we're sharing and conveying to you are, are very important. And individuals, you know, human beings, just they, they tend to learn by hitting rock bottom, and there's definitely things they can do to prevent that. And so preventative measures... Uh, are, are very important, especially when it comes to your savings and when it comes to your retirements. So uh, last week we talked about the deferred compensation plan, when that, when that plan came about. Those are 401ks, 403bs, 457s, typically any product that falls underneath the 400 tax code. Uh, those came out in the, in the 70s, early and late 70, 1970s, and really don't uh, have any type of – well, it has relevance today. Uh, but just because of some of the inherent risks that these plans have, uh, individuals are seeing a majority of their savings wiped out. And uh, it's it's not a just fluke. It's it's not a happenstance. Uh, it's a phenomenon that, that could, in fact, happen again. Hopefully it does, and hopefully our economy rebounds, but... You never know. It's all it's all speculation. So I'm I'm joined here today by my my partner Marv Curtis. Marv, how you doing? Good, Patrick. How are you today? I am fantastic. I'm fantastic. All right. So, uh, Marv, what do you think about 401k plans? You know, I think we covered that pretty well last week. But uh, you know, I was I'm fascinated. I know this is uh, something that will go on in the future. But as I've watched the stock market drop below seven thousand oh, in brother. the last few days, yeah. and, and kind of wallowing around there, and realizing how much. Uh, equity people have in their retirement plans tied up in the stock market, it's uh, it's nerve-wracking. It is. And I, I'm, I'm certainly glad that I'm not in that uh, position. But for those of you who are, uh, I think there's hope. I think the market will rebound. But I do think there are things that you can do to supplement. And so uh, give us a buzz. That's uh, uh, that's what we'd like you to do. We have a free complimentary meeting. It'll talk about your situation, give you an idea of what our private plan is and how it could work in conjunction with your current retirement plan or how it could take the place of your current retirement plan. So today we're going to kind of get into um, Social Security. But before that, I I, uh, I love reading about economics. I got a degree in economics. And uh, I, there's all sorts of definitions for what economics is. So I heard a new one. And the, the definition is the study of cause and effect relationships. And it was interesting because it's probably the most simple term or simple definition that I've ever heard. Right, so I think if you if you look at what's going on today, uh, the the impact you know of the stock market on individuals, it's a very cyclical type of impact because when individuals look at their computer screen and see their their savings wiped out, it causes a great deal of fear, and uh, that emotion of fear is a huge impediment to their work ethic. 
right? And then also to the relationships at home. So the impact is not just financial. The impact is is universal. Well, you know, economics is really the discussion of the deployment of the means of capital uh -huh. and the creation of wealth. Yep. And uh, what we're seeing now is absolutely phenomenal. We're seeing without any complaint the literal socialization of many of our our largest institutions. We have the United States government becoming an owner in the in some of the largest insurance and banking institutions. The things that we've thought were the the pinnacles of of capitalism yeah. are now being taken in and nationalized. Yep. Now it isn't a true nationalization, but the effect is very, very similar. And and uh, the the world as we know it from an economic standpoint in the United States is very subtly changing. Now it'll be interesting to see what happens as time goes on. But this is a, a dramatic change. Well, if you look at if you just look at capitalism, capitalism in general, part of capitalism is failure. And right now, you know, the the president has been asked, and other you know, key key individuals in the in the government have been asked, okay, what what's the other alternative? The other alternative is to let it fail. Well, fail, failure is a part of learning. Again, going back to cause and effect, failure is an effect. There had to be a cause to the failure. And if you continue to perpetuate the the wrong idea about uh, you know about the cause of failure, it's just going to continue to fail and fail and fail and get worse and worse and worse in the future. Sure, of course. How failure occurs is what they're debating. Yeah. There's no question that we've had a failure. Sure. What happens to the institutions and who pays for it is the difficult problem. And, and I don't know that we're here today to, no. to discuss <laughs> the merits of, of uh, letting banks fail or bailing them out by no, the government, no, no. although that's a really interesting conversation. But, yeah. but we are watching history being made in just Broad, broad strokes. Well, I think I think there's some relevance as far as what's going on in an individual's personal economy. If if an individual sees a financial failure in their 401k or in their savings plan or in their retirement plan, there has to be a cause of that failure. And so, you know, last week was just a great a great explanation of what that causes. And the failure is not again. It's not a. It's not a happenstance. There was a cause to that failure. And if you really look at the characteristics of deferred compensation plans and how those plans were set up, and where the money goes, it's it's a uh, it's a no brainer as to why they have failed and why they will will continue to fail. Now, is there a potential for the plans to go up? A absolutely, right? Absolutely. But there's also potential for it to go down. Right. Well, we ought to really talk about uh, one of the hallmarks of capitalism and social welfare of the United States economy and that social security yeah it it together with the uh, the Medicare program are uh, sort of like the safety net and they are a huge they have a huge impact on the US economy both because of the obligation going forward mm -hmm. and the amount of debt that they will consume in the process absolutely because we know and the, everybody here is the baby boomers baby boomers are the generation that was born you know after World War two these individuals, it's the biggest, it's the biggest population of retirees ever. And so we have this huge group of people who are entering the retirement uh, field right now and will be entering it for the next many years. Yep. And <clears throat> the percentage of people who are working will go down mm -hmm. as relative to the number of people who are in retirement. Yep. But in retirement, they're going to consume more money out of the Social Security program than is being put in. Yeah. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about how this works and and how long can the social security plan as it currently exists exist 
well, uh, and let, be solvent. Well, let, let's talk about how the plan works, and then individuals that are listening can make their own conclusions because okay. it's a very easy conclusion to make. Uh, so the you have something called FICA. Most people see it on their paychecks. It's just an acronym. It's the acronym. It stands for Federal Insurance. Con- uh, was it Compensation? Federal Insurance Contribution Act. So it's an actual. It's an actual tax. And that tax is a total of about 14 to 15%, depending on whether you're self-employed or employed, right? So if you're just a regular employee, you know, about 6% or so uh, of your entire paycheck goes to the FICA, goes to the FICA tax. And then your employer has to match that as well. And does that go in a personal account that's held for you for the future? That's that's what's unfortunate. It's like you have a lot of individuals right now, they're on Social Security. They're getting paychecks every single, you know, every single month. And it could be a disability paycheck. It could be just regular retirement after 65 or you know, sometimes before, it, it, it's just regular distributions. But where do those distributions come from? When our money is taxed, it actually goes into a fund, right? And then fun, distributions are made out of that fund. So there's nothing that's earmarked in my name personally. No, you don't, you don't have an account that this money goes to. You're, the money that you contribute goes to somebody else. Goes into a general. In other words, my taxes today yeah. are funding someone who's currently in retirement you got now. And now if there's excess if there's excess money, it goes to buy T-bills. <laughs> so it goes to government spending. Uh-huh. So it's like, uh, you know, and, and that's – and most individuals don't understand how Social Security works. But that's how it works. It comes from you. It goes to other people. You would think that you know the individuals that are receiving Social Security had, had contributed something in previous years based on the, their own taxes. But that's not the case. There's so, not enough money. So as long as the amount of money going into the system is equal to or greater than the amount of money that's being paid out, mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. But if our demographics change, as is going to happen or is starting to happen with the baby boomers, uh-huh. where less money is coming in than has to go out, yep. that's when we get upside down. Yeah, and I know that Bush, you know, he, he talked about doing a privatization of these accounts, and that would be, you know, you contribute to your own, you know, to your own account. And you know, Chile adopted something similar to that. Milton Friedman, who is a Chicago economist, helped out you know with all of that. And there's some arguments as to the validity or viability of that because it's still you know somewhat controlled by the government. But anyway, you know, there there is a problem. Bottom line, there is a problem. There's a problem. So I think that individuals that are in my generation, in your generation, it, there's not a there's not a good chance of of receiving much in Social Security because again, you know, we're putting we're putting money into this in our paychecks and so forth, right? And the question is, will there be enough money when we retire coming from individuals that will be working at that time? All right. Let me just throw in a tangent at you. Explain Uh to us what is inflation and how does inflation affect Social Security? Oh, gosh. Well, inflation is just – I mean inflate. It's just you know the the value of the – value of any type of currency or what the currency will buy gets less and less and less and less. So inflation is the devaluation, devaluation of money. Of, of currency or money, right? Okay. Or the medium So of you've exchange. got more money in the supply. That's what the inflation talks about. Yeah. There's more money chasing fewer goods, and so the value of the money is lower. Absolutely. So, so 20 years from now, when you're going to be looking at getting a distribution from Social Security or 30 years from now, yeah. is it likely that the dollar will buy more <laughs> or less? Obviously, obviously more. My cell phone – or sorry, obviously less. My cell phone bill will be 2500 bucks. My mortgage will be ten thousand. <laughs> I mean, your car payment will be. That's just inflation. Those seem like very, you know, huge, huge, huge numbers. You know, just overwhelming numbers. But look at what the average price of a car was thirty years ago. Right. Look at what gas was. Look at what you know common household goods were. Look at the average home price. 
right? It's not, it, it's not, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a very saddening thing to see how little our dollar will buy in 30 years, but that's just, uh, it's inevitable. So the amount of money that Social Security pays out to us is based on the amount of money that we contributed ourselves. Yep. And so it is sort of fixed. Yeah. And yet the amount that that money will buy in the future when we get paid will go down. So we've got two things working against us with yep. Social Security. Mm -hmm. One is the demographics, meaning less money going in than going out. Mm -hmm. And the second is inflation. And, you know, of course, no one knows what's going to happen. But with the amount of uh, difficulty that the economy is having today, yeah. many uh, economists are projecting that we're going to experience some high inflation in the future. Absolutely, and here's the other saddening thing: is that individuals, bec you know, individuals that are planning on retiring in the next five to ten years have just lost half of their savings. And so, guess what they're, you know, guess what they're depending on to to supplement their their retirement? It's going to be Social Security, right? And so, if you have this huge population of individuals and they start to see that Social Security might go bust. Get, guess what the you know guess what the impact of that's going to be? These people are going to start freaking out. They're going to call their you know their local representatives, and then you know the president and the government are going to be the ones that eventually are going to bail them out, probably. And I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but that that seems to be you know the the solution today. If if everything goes bust and everything fails, the government's there to back it up, and that's just a a very poor poor way of looking at how economics or how the economy is supposed to work. Let's now take a quick look at uh, Social Security's twin sister, or maybe it's a stepsister. Maybe it's the ugly stepsister, <laughs> which is Medicare. Oh, brother. Now that's talk another. a little bit about how Medicare works and the funding and how that's going to be in the future. Well, Medicare, I think it's like 3% or 2 something about 3% of your taxes that goes to, that goes to Medicare. But here's the thing. Medicare, the percentage hasn't, hasn't changed. It's, I think it's, just, it's been the same for the last 20 years or so. Right? It hasn't adjusted to inflation or anything like that. And looking at kind of the promises that our government has given as far as providing medical benefits, you're going to have just an over overwhelming amount of individuals that all want Medicare. Right? And I was reading, uh, there's, I mentioned this book, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, but it's by uh, Mark Skousen. Mark Skousen's the professor of, of economics at Columbia University in New York, and he wrote a book called Power. And he was giving this example there, and you know he was talking to one of his stockbroker buddies, and uh, and his, and the stockbroker buddy was talking to one of his clients, and his client and him were just shooting the breeze about Medicare, and he's like, government better not take my Medicare away. They if they take my Medicare away, shh, you know, just kind of cringing. And the guy had over a million dollars in his in his portfolio. <laughs> but here's a guy that you know, here's a guy that can afford Medicare easily. Right, and maybe his you know portfolio has gone down. This was before last year that this book was written. But it, and that's the principle: is individuals that don't necessarily need Medicare are, are still using are, it. Think that it's an entitlement. Well, and and that's what it's portrayed as. It's portrayed as an entitlement. Right. So well, so we're facing really the same problem same, with Medicare and Social problem. Security. As people get older, yep. their need for Medicare tends to go up. Of course, they qualify more readily, yeah. and the demand for spending from Medicare <laughs> is going to outpace the amount of money retrieved from payroll taxes. Yeah. How soon is that going to happen, do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems I, would, like the, I would say 20 or 30 years. Well, the, some of the recent statistics say that, uh, in fact, I'm going to read you a, a quote here from Senior Health Magazine. As soon as 2010, the number of new Medicare beneficiaries will grow faster than the number of new workers contributing to the program. Well, I'll cut that 20 to 30 years to 20 to 30 months. <laughs> and then it says the Medicare trust fund will run out of money at that rate by the year 2025. So there's your 20, actually it's 
13, 14 yeah. years. So, and we're we're not trying to be doom and gloomers, right? It, it <clears> seems <throat> like a perfect storm, right? And all the all the indicators point to that. But there, you know, our, our we're, we're pointing out the problems because people need to be aware of the problems, right? We we get on the media and it's just everything's going to be okay. We're, government's going to take care of us. Dun 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 dun. That's not the case. You need to be self-reliant. You you need to prepare yourself. You can't wait for somebody else to take care of your financial situation. There are things that you need to do today. Now there are solutions. We 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 obviously provide them as a company. We provide you know okay this is what's happening. This what you this is what you can do to solve the problem, right? And uh, if you don't, then you know there's there's gonna be there's gonna be consequences, right? Now could the stock market come back and earn three hundred percent before you retire? Probably I guess, will. <laughs> I guess, right? But regardless, don't hope for that, right? Don't well, hope for that. Well, it's just we have no control over yeah, it. You don't. And the fact that it may go up again is no assurance that your portfolio will participate yeah. if you've got anything left. Yeah, seriously. And it's like it could go up, but it, it could. And hopefully, hopefully it does, right? But speculating that hopefully it does with the option of having some some sort of supplementary plan or solution if it doesn't you need to exercise that option you can't just put all your chips on black and hope it works and spin so let's just kind of review what people have relied on in the past uh, of course we've had um, the stock market and the 401k plans we've had uh, the programs which used to be called pension plans from companies and both of those are now of course, pension plans plans for most people don't exist anymore. No, and the uh, executives they do, but you know, for most regular employees they don't. But the regular person who's got um, you know a four hundred one k or yeah. a, some kind of a company plan where he's making contributions, yeah. and the money's typically going into the stock market, that's underwater right now. Yeah, that's that's giving us a lot of heartburn. Yeah, the uh, the base safety net of Medicare and Social Security both under attack. And uh, with greater inflation potential in the future, likely to become under even greater attack. Um, you know, we used to talk a lot about real estate investing, and of course, real estate is still a great investment. Right now, it is very illiquid. Yeah. And uh, we don't know how long it'll take before that becomes uh, a more secure kind of investment. So, what is the alternative? I mean, where do we go? What is the port in this storm that we can find safety well, in? Well, I think there there has to be diversification. I think an individual first has to look at their budget and be and know exactly where money is going. I mean, I've I've met with hundreds of people and there are very few that even keep a budget. Even just a very standard simple budget as far as where money is coming from and where money is going. I think that's a first and foremost, that's a huge step is to sit down and just read the writing on the wall. Just look at where everything's going. And I think in these scarce times, when we're looking at this economy, it's a great cleansing effect. Great cleansing effect. And I think that if you kind of look at where you can cut back, where you be, where you can be conservative, where you can be prudent, that I think that's a great step. Other is looking at alternatives, and there are alternatives. We obviously teach an incredible alternative. And there's yet still even more that you know we've we've covered a little bit about the private plan and cash value and so forth. But there's still you know there's other things that we'll discuss in in, in future radio sh or radio programs that'll discuss even more options. So I think one is you know meet with us. It's a non no obligation uh, appointment. We'll map out exactly what's going on in your finances. We'll tell you exactly what we can do, and you know we do it all through webinar presentations. So you sit in the comfort of your own home. You're watching your computer screen. You're listening to us. And you know, you, you at least know m there might be an option. So let me just kind of tease a little bit here. The private uh, plan that we talk about has it ever lost money? 
Never. That's the yeah. It, it, it sounds too good to be lost true. Money and <laughs> you know it may not be the fastest growth. It may not have the highest return. Yep. But today, what really stands out for most people is safety, yeah. security, yeah. and this plan has never lost money. Yeah. And it gives you very, very favorable tax treatment as well. Do yep. you expect that taxes will go up by the time you retire? No doubt. I mean, taxes are already just insanely high. I mean, even looking at, okay, income taxes, yeah, it might be 20%, but add another 6% for FICA on there and add another 3% for Medicare. Well, sure. It's like just And add enough to pay off all of the bailouts that are yeah. going on right oh, now. It's, it, it's, we're going to have some high taxes in the future. Yeah, un- unfortunately. But and, and do you pay taxes on the money that comes out of this private plan that we talk about? You don't. So it is it's really the only thing left other than buying gold yeah. or some other hard asset like yep. that. This is about the only thing left that still works yep. and that has been proven over 200 years. And I can make the argument that this is actually better than gold. I know that gold you I mean you listen to every radio station and it's gold line this, gold line that, go to your, go buy gold, melt down your jewelry and get some money. And <laughs> it's like you know, it, it, a lot of people want gold these days, but I can argue that this is better for gold because what gold is in reality, it's just a hedge against inflation. Right. And yeah, it, 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 you, yeah. So this this is an actual better. This is the gold retirement plan. This is <laughs> the gold private. The gold, plan. platinum, silver, all metals combined retirement plan. <laughs> well, good, Pat. This has been a great discussion sure. about uh, some of the alternatives that we have relied on in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little information to our uh, our clients who are listening or our prospective clients about how they can contact us. So we uh, we have a toll free number. It's eight hundred eight seven zero. 8905, or you can just email us and request uh, the webinar that we done that we did last week, uh, and also our article. And you don't need to call in. That's uh, that email address is info at theinvestorsparadigm.com. So T H E I N V E S T O R S P A R A D I G M. Okay, so uh, I, that sounds like a wrap. That's a pretty good radio show. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. And uh, if you have any questions or have any comments, uh, feel free to contact us at that information I just gave. Uh, have a great and prosperous week.